Hey, welcome back to the C3 Podcast. This is John McKinley, your host, and this week, Pastor Robin starts a new series in 1 Peter. This sermon is called Living Hope. Here's a short clip of that. Unlike people all around the world, you'll be able to serve the Lord with confidence. Jesus Christ rose from the dead so you can be sure of a glorious future, your inheritance, and your salvation. Hallelujah. We hope you enjoy today's message, and if you'd like, go to c3pottstown.com and plan a visit to join us next Sunday. Well, as I look among our congregation this morning, who isn't here? I know there's a couple families abroad. Uh, They're traveling across the seas. Uh, There's some that are beside the sea, um, and other, I mean, you can tell school's out. So let's continue to pray for our church family who are traveling. Maybe some of them are sick, but uh, let's, let's continue to pray for them. Amen. All right. I'm starting a new series today. And I didn't tell Jonathan what it was called, and I was interested to see what he would come up with. And that's, that's all right. I like that. Yeah, we're, we're going to do a study in First uh, Peter. So last week we finished a series that talked about the incentive that God gave us to fulfill the Great Commission. And what is that incentive? It's the blessed hope. It's the hope that one day Jesus is going to come and he's going to take the church home after the dead in Christ rise and we're going to spend eternity with him. So, for the next few weeks, as we look into 1 Peter, we can see that this epistle builds on the hope that we have of the return of Jesus. And Peter calls it a living hope as we wait for his return. So in Peter chapter 1, starting with verse 3, the scripture says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. The resurrection of Christ gives us a living hope in the midst of the difficult times that we go through. That means that we have a sure and life-changing hope. The resurrection of Jesus is our living hope. A hope that makes a real difference in us so that we can live with life and confidence. And he tells us in this uh, chapter, we can be sure. Be sure of what? Well, verse 3 continues by saying, because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead... We Now we live with great expectation. So we can be sure of a glorious future. No matter how things are going, how things are going for us, no matter how th- bad things might get, we can be sure of a glorious future. The resurrection of Christ is a sure and certain fact of history. I mean, an empty grave, his post-resurrection... Um, Appearances together form two irrefutable pieces of evidence for the return of or the resurrection of Jesus. Here's what one author said. He said, the life of Jesus is bracketed 
by two impossibilities. The first one, a virgin's womb. The second one, an empty tomb. Jesus entered the world through a door marked no entrance and left through a door marked no exit. Think about it. People say that a virgin birth is impossible. There's no possible way to enter life that way, but yet that's how Jesus entered his life here on this earth. The same way people says there's no exit from the grave. And yet Jesus walked through that door as well. Sometimes you may think there's no exit from your problems. Because Jesus found an exit from death, he can certainly help you find an exit from whatever you're going through, whatever, however difficult it might seem, whatever you're facing today. You know, the Gaithers wrote a song years ago that has the words, I can face tomorrow. Why? Because he lives. Because he lives. Hallelujah. So put your faith in, in Christ. Because we can be sure of a glorious future, no matter how bad things are going today. Now, verse 3, I read the last phrase there. We can live with great expectation, which leads us right into verse 4. And have a priceless inheritance. An inheritance that is kept in heaven for you. Pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. So you can be sure of your permanent possession in heaven. This is a part of the, the living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Our inheritance can never perish. It lasts forever. It will never spoil. It will be pure and untainted. It will never fade. Its beauty will never be diminished. You know, one time when we were traveling, I don't even remember the time or where we were going, but Cindy and I both noticed an old junk car that was sitting in a yard. The paint was faded and severely chipped where the rust hadn't already invaded the body. The tires were flat. The windshield was shattered. And both Cindy and I commented on it. One of us said, just think. There was a day somebody went to a dealership and bought that car new. It was a proud moment for them as they drove that brand new car off the lot. But look at it now. And that's the way it is with our earthly possessions. They don't last. They get spoiled and their beauty fades. But that will never happen with our heavenly possession. Why? Because it's an indestructible inheritance. Because Jesus rose from the dead, you and I can be sure of our permanent possession in heaven. More than that, let's go to verse 5. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. You see, you can be sure of your salvation. The word for protecting, okay, it says God is protecting you by his power. 
The word for protecting is a military term. And, and it referred to a garrison of soldiers designed to protect a city from its enemy forces. When, when we put our trust in Christ, God puts a garrison or a stronghold within to protect our souls until our ultimate salvation is revealed. It says, through your faith, God is protecting you. Do you believe that you are saved through faith? Yeah. Yeah, then nothing can get you through, can, nothing can get through that garrison to take away the love that God has for you. Nothing can get through that garrison to take your salvation away. Not Satan, not demons, not sickness, not death. You are protected by God's power. Amen. Hallelujah. If it was up to you, if it was all on you, you'd lose your salvation because you just aren't strong enough. None of us are. Here's what Peter wrote. He said, uh, I should say, the Peter, the man who wrote the, the, what we're talking about here, he understood the need for God's power. He understood the need for God's power to protect him. You see, on the eve before Jesus' crucifixion, Peter had boasted that he would never forsake or deny the Lord. That he was strong. He was able to follow the Lord to death. Or so he thought. But that very night, he denied Jesus three times. His own strength had failed him, but not God's. The resurrected Christ restored Peter to service. And he went on to boldly lead the church in God's power. And that's what the resurrected Christ can do for you as well. He can do it for all of us. Depend on him who died and rose again for you. Call on him and ask him to save you from your sins. What, you're watching online right now. If you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, if you're in this room, you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, by faith, call out to him right now. Depend on him who died for you and rose again. Hallelujah. Then like Peter and like people all around the world, you'll be able to serve the Lord with confidence. Jesus Christ rose from the dead so you can be sure of a glorious future, your inheritance and your salvation. Hallelujah. Then Peter takes a little turn. He says, then be glad. Be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, it says in verse 6. Even though you must endure many trials for a while. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The scripture says... So be truly glad there's a wonderful joy ahead. Even though you must endure many trials for a while. So the first thing he's telling us is that uh, we need to rejoice. Even through times of pain. I told Cindy last night, now she's not here. She won't be here until uh, for the rest of the month because she's in Kentucky. She'll be flying down to uh, Springfield, Missouri. I think, I'm not sure when she leaves. But anyhow, she'll be flying to uh, Springfield. 
and then coming back to Kentucky. I said to my wife, I said, you know, growing old never bothered me. It still doesn't bother me. I grow old gracefully, but I don't like what's happening right now. But you know, even though I don't like what's happening, I can still rejoice in the Lord. I can still be glad, not because I'm going through some stuff, but because I know what's at the end. I know who I am in Christ. Going to the first point of this message, I can be sure. You know, we talk about salvation. Some people believe that once you make a statement that you're guaranteed to go to heaven. That's not what we read here. What we read was that when we live by faith is what Peter said. We are assured of eternal security. So when we live our lives, we know what's coming at the end. We know that whether we go to the grave or we go when Jesus comes and calls the church back. It, it's for eternity. So Peter goes on in verse 7. He says, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It's being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far from far more precious than gold so when your faith remains strong through many trials it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus is revealed to the whole church or to the whole world so be glad because of the praise that will come the trials that God sends our way he doesn't do it so we'll fail. He does it so we can see how strong our faith is. Then the next verse says, You love him even though you have never seen him. You know where Peter got that statement from? After Jesus arose from the dead... He went into a room where the disciples were, everyone except for Thomas. And then they told Thomas they had seen Jesus. He says, I'm not going to believe until I see him. So a week later, Jesus appears to them again. And this time Thomas is there. And Jesus told Thomas, said, you have seen me. He says, but blessed are those who have never seen me. And yet they still believe. That's what, Jesus, that's what Peter is saying here. He says, though you do not see him now, you trust him. And, the jo and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. So we can be glad because the, pur uh, because the purpose of your faith is being realized. Rejoice, friends. No matter what you're going through, rejoice. Rejoice because you're serving a God who cares for you. 
Well, the scripture says that uh, the reward of tr for trusting him, the word trusting is a present tense. It's a continuous reality of the life of every believer. Right now, in the process, you're in the process of, of, of obtaining the goal of your faith. What is that? It's eternal security, which is, it's the salvation of your soul, a total, complete deliverance from all sin. Now, here's a statement that if, if you don't remember anything else that's said, done in this service, you remember this, okay? We often try to use God to change our circumstances while he is using our circumstances to change us. Let me say that again. Too often we try to use God to change our circumstances while he is using our circumstances to change us. God is right now in the process of making each of us like Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have a, a long illustration about making um, maple syrup. It starts out as this watery liquid stuff with a little bit of sweetness. And then after a process of um, boiling and straining, filtering, it comes out to be a delicious, thick maple syrup. Better than any kind of imitation you can buy in the store. And that's what it's like when you come to faith in Christ. You start like raw, unfinished sap, which could have been tossed away as worthless. But God knew what it would t take to, to make you what he wants you to be. And you know something? He sought you, he found you, and he skillfully is transforming you into something precious, sweet, and useful. And the fourth and final point here, being glad is, be glad because of the privilege that is yours. Verse 10 says, this salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more about when they prophesied about this gracious salvation prepared for you. Listen to what it's saying. The prophets wanted that which they were talking about. And Peter goes on in verse 12 to say, they were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you. It's for us, this message. And it goes on in verse 12. And now this good news has been announced to you by those who pre preached in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. But it doesn't stop there. It says, it is so wonderful that even the angels are eagerly waiting these things. Friends, we can be sure. We can be sure of our salvation. We can be sure that God has his hand upon us. We can be sure. We can be glad. We can be glad even though we're going through present trials. We can be glad because we know that we are a child of the living King. And what's happening here on this earth is only a drop in the bucket compared to what we will experience for eternity in heaven. So in those times, don't look to the world, look to the Lord. 
because the world offers promises of emptiness, but the resurrected Lord offers emptiness that's full of promises. He offers an empty cross, an empty grave, empty grave, grave clothes, and they're all filled with promise. Would you stand with me? I appreciate you guys praying for me when, when I walked out. Um, continue to pray for me. Things haven't been um, back to normal since I've had this procedure done. But right now, I want the focus to be on you. Are you sure? Are you sure of who you are in Christ? Are you sure of your salvation? If Jesus were to call the church home right now, would you be left in this room by yourself? Or would you be brought up with everybody else? Friends, make sure that you are sure. Can't stress that enough. And are you glad? You don't have to be glad because you're going through some terrible trial. But you can be glad because you know there's going to be an end to that trial and you know who has uh, their hand on you. You can be glad because the resurrected Jesus got past things that we thought were impossible and he will help us with things in our lives that we think are impossible. We can be glad. So this morning, if, if you want special prayer, if you're having trouble being sure or you're having trouble being glad, you come to this altar so we can pray together. Come, just slip out right where you're at. Come. Hallelujah. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. If you'd like to partner with us financially to spread the gospel further, please go to c3outlet.com give. Have a great week.